الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لئن شكرتم لأزيدنكم ولئن كفرتم إن عذابي لشديد صدق الله العظيم مصرفتوا علماء الكرام belly he has satisfied his hunger so he feels that well alhamdulillah this was a ni'mat of allah taala so he makes shukr for that and indeed it's a ni'mat of allah taala but that is not just one ni'mat there are numerous ni'mat in that one ni'mat the dr abdul hay rahmatullah was a very great personality of his time and among the senior khulafa of the mashaf ali thani rahmatullah alay in regard to this particular aspect of the ni'mat of food he used to say that this is one ni'mat the ni'mat of food which again in that ni'mat of food reaching the person there are thousands of ni'mat all the things that went into getting that one morsel of food to him sometimes in that one morsel of food that one bite that he took there are things from different parts of the world in that one handful that one mouthful there's something from one part of the world some grain of rice and there's some other vegetable that some from some other part of the world and perhaps that meat that is there that sheep might have been grown in another part of the world and then the people that worked on those fields and then those who harvested it and those who transported it and those who went through all the various processes that finally brought it to the person and that too could never have happened without all the other favors of allah taala of the rain coming down of the sun shining upon it of the moonlight coming onto it and all the other innumerable things then that one morsel of food came in his hand and then supposing that morsel of food was there in his hand but there was just no appetite the food is available how often somebody just doesn't have an appetite something is not right he is ill and he has to be forced to eat yet he doesn't want to eat and he's getting weaker by the day but he just he just can't eat that appetite is also a nemeth then sometimes the person the food is available that appetite is there mashallah some people have a very big ni'mat of appetite so their appetite is also there but sometimes there's a problem a person has some sores in his mouth some mouth ulcers whatever he just barely puts some bit of food in his mouth and his whole mouth is on fire so now the food is available the desire to eat it is there 
but he just can't put it into his mouth. Sometimes the mouth is in order, then the saws are in the throat. One person came today, he says he can't eat from a couple of... Quite a problem. He's got some problem with the throat, some sores in the throat. Now he is battling. The mouth, the food is there, the appetite is there, the mouth is in order, he can chew the food, he can't swallow it. And sometimes that throat is also fine, something is wrong with the stomach. That food is not, big, not digesting, or he's suffering from nausea, indigestion. All these other things are in place, but yet he can't eat because of this problem in the stomach, this indigestion, this nausea. And then sometimes after all that is in place also, there's something is a problem that that food is not being, it's not the nourishment that is to be absorbed by the body is not happening. So now he's eating, but there's still no energy coming out of it, no strength, something has gone wrong somewhere. But all these things are in place, and sometimes it's just that how that food is being fed to the person, how it's being presented. Sometimes a person, maybe if something went haywire, and if he came home and the food was presented in a very, very abrupt way. So would he be able to eat that? He'll probably eat it, because he has to, but would that be enjoyed? That that food was just presented in an abrupt manner, and there was no cheer behind how it was presented and how it was served. So it, the whole enjoyment of that food is lost. Now when a person sits down and that food was available and then he could eat it, he could chew it, he could swallow it, it digested well, it was served well, it was served happily, does he make sugar for it? Does he re- regard all these things as independent na'mats and favors of Allah Ta'ala? So if a person stops to think and ponder over this, and recognize all these things are independent na'mas and favors of Allah Ta'ala, one thing went wrong in any of these things, and it would have been difficult to eat that, or not even possible to eat it. So when he thinks of all this, ponders over all these issues, and then makes shukar, and he consciously makes shukar, that shukar will inshallah come from every paw of the body. Our shukar is generally a Shukar from the edge of the tongue. The edge of the tongue, the word is there. That too, alhamdulillah, is something that we even take the, the word of shukar. But that shukar is meant to come from the very recesses of the heart. And this is what Allah Ta'ala is giving us this directive in the Quran Sharif. in shakartum This ayat of the Quran Sharif, almost everybody is very familiar with person who is not a hafiz of the Qur'an Sharif also. He is somehow familiar with this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif. in shakartum la'azidannakum If you make shukar, Allah Ta'ala says, if you make shukar, I will increase my favors upon you. But what is this shukar referring to? What kind of shukar? Just the shukar that is from the very edge of the tongue? Or the shukar in reality? So the shukar in reality, that is the shukar. That is a shukar Allah Ta'ala is saying, if you are truly grateful to me, you are fulfilling the right of shukar. Fulfilling the right of shukar is obviously something far beyond any one of us. And no matter how much shukar a person makes, that shukar also is naqis, 
it's deficient. And that is why Rasulullah has given us this lesson and message in one dua, which was a dua of shukr. But gives us this message. Nabi Wasallam, nobody could have been more grateful to Allah Ta'ala than him. Nobody can come to a fraction of the gratitude that he expressed to Allah Ta'ala. And despite that height of shukr that he expressed, Nabi Wasallam still expresses his inability to be grateful to Allah Ta'ala. Allahumma la uhsi thana'an alayk. Anta kama asnaita ala nafsik. Allah, I am unable to praise you. I can't encompass your praises. I am too deficient. Your, your greatness is infinite. And my praises are inadequate. La uhsi thana'an alayk. Anta kama asnaita ala nafsik. Allah, you are as you have praised yourself. So this greatness of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, this has to be in the heart, the consciousness of the infinite greatness of Allah Ta'ala, the consciousness of our inadequate shukar, our deficient shukar, that no matter how much we praise Allah Ta'ala, how much we express the shukar, it's very, very deficient. But despite that, we have to keep making an effort to develop the shukar, increase the shukar, because after all it is on the shukar Allah Ta'ala has made this promise. La in shakartum, la azidannakum. If you make sugar, I will increase my favors upon you. But the sugar has to be sugar. If the sugar is something else, it's the name of sugar, then you can't expect the end result. So one of the essential ingredients of the sugar, there are many things, one of the essential ingredients of the sugar is that a person must be very conscious of this, he must acknowledge it, he must believe in himself very firmly that I didn't deserve one iota of this ni'mat. It's purely Allah Ta'ala's favor. I didn't deserve one iota of it. And it is not due to anything about me. It's not my achievement. It's not my hard work. Sometimes these words come off our tongues. All this is my hard work. All this I earned. All this I did. See, this year it was my brain wrecking that finally brought it to this end. These are actually dangerous statements. Dangerous statements that these become claims. Allah Ta'ala doesn't like that a servant of His starts making claims. And when people make claims, then they fall from the side of Allah Ta'ala. Some people made very big claims. So Allah Ta'ala showed them how good their claims were. They built a ship, they called it unsinkable. Unsinkable. Now what a claim that is. Can you imagine that makhluk of Allah Ta'ala, the ocean, what a tremendous creation of Allah Ta'ala, that depth of the ocean and that force of the ocean and one hukam and one command of Allah Ta'ala, that ocean just just encroaches onto land, what happens? What kind of destruction suddenly just takes place? Whereas water, you feel water, what is water? can't even hold it, it will fall away, so soft, it's so liquid, but yet Allah Ta'ala put such force in that water, that nothing can stand in its way. Now that ocean, this little small thing insan put together, and he calls it unsinkable, Allah Ta'ala made it, made insan see it with his own eyes, that on the very first, other small small boats are going to the ocean, because they're worried, they're turning to Allah Ta'ala, Allah you make us reach the shore. 
So now they are turning to Allah Ta'ala, even in the midst of the ocean, even the mushrikeen, those who have one million and one deities, but when they are in the midst of the ocean, Allah Ta'ala mentions this in the Quran Sharif, وَإِذَا غَشِيَهُمْ مَوْجٌ كَالظُّلَلٌ دَعَوُ اللَّهَ مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُدِّينَ That even the mushrikeen of that time, when they would be traveling in the oceans, and that, ocean, that, that huge wave, that storm would break, and that huge wave would come upon them like a, like a canopy, and now it might crash any moment, like a cloud over them. Now they forget all their idols and all their false deities, because they now realize and understand very well, none of these things can help them at all. Then they too turn, Sincerely to Allah Ta'ala. Allah, you give us safety from this, take us to shore. But then unfortunately, this insan's nature, Allah Ta'ala says, when we bring them to the shore, they forget Allah Ta'ala brought us to the shore. Now they come to the shore and they start off again all the issues. We have our own storms that sometimes surround us. Whatever storm, sometimes it's some domestic storm, sometimes some financial storm, sometimes some other work storm, sometimes one thing or the other, all these various storms come, then a person starts making sincere dua. Ya Allah, you help me out. Ya Allah, you remove this difficulty. I'll become very punctual in my salah. And I will stop all the wrong I'm doing. And whatever long, long promises we make. We make. Then suddenly when all that has now fizzled out, everything came right, we also go wrong. Allah Ta'ala made it come right. Instead of now becoming more right ourselves, Allah Ta'ala made it come right, we go wrong. So Allah Ta'ala is saying that these mushrikeen also used to remember Allah Ta'ala in the midst of the ocean. So insan starts making claims. He puts a small thing together it is unsinkable. The very first voyage Allah Ta'ala made it sink. That small, small boats making it to the shore. What they call unsinkable stank. First voyage. Don't make claims in front of Allah Ta'ala. So sometimes that in sugar demands that a person acknowledges from deep down within this is not my doing, it's not my achievement, it's not my hard work, it's not my intelligence, nothing about me. It's solely the grace of Allah Ta'ala which He has blessed upon me without me deserving one iota of it. Without me deserving one iota of it. That is the first ingredient of the sugar. Now how often we make sugar with this realization? Often that sugar is that, well, this was meant to come to me, but nevertheless sugar also. Then we've missed out on the first ingredient of that sugar. And while this is the discussion of sugar, in the same ayat Allah Ta'ala speaks about the opposite. If you are ungrateful, then my punishment is severe. The lack of sugar the lack of gratitude is ingratitude. So when a person is not making shukar, when he is not even acknowledging that this is purely the grace of Allah Ta'ala, it's not my doing, it's not something I have achieved, then that is not yet shukar. So if it's not shukar, there's no neither gratitude nor ingratitude, that too has gone in the opposite direction. As a result of which, a person now sometimes wonders, but what happened, how it happened, we didn't make shukar. Often we always look out somewhere else. Somebody else is at fault. 
we sometimes when we hear these kind of discussions, the ahadith of Rasulullah and the ayat of the Quran Sharif, that for example, those ahadith, those ayat of the Quran Sharif, in fact, that mention about the calamities that come due to sins. ظَهَرَ الْفَسَادُ فِي الْبَرْدِ وَالْبَحْرِ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِ النَّاسِ لِيُذِيقَهُمْ بَعْضَ الَّذِي عَمِلُوا لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ That this corruption and mischief has appeared on the lands and on the seas due to the actions of insan. Allah says so that we give them to taste some of that which they are doing. And so that they may turn back to Allah Ta'ala. Now we hear about this, that all these problems and difficulties come as a result of sins. There's some ahadith which mention that the things becoming very, very scarce of inflation as we will describe it is due to sins. Rains get withheld due to sins. And there's so many other things. What's our general attitude when we hear these things, our general response? The people are really getting involved too much in sin now. The people, which means besides me. So this is due to everybody else. As far as I'm concerned, me, well, I'm fine. So if I'm fine, I'll never make toba. Everybody else must make toba. And if everybody thinks like this, I'm fine, everybody else is a problem, nobody will end up making toba. Nobody will make istighfar. And as a result, everybody will suffer. Whereas the response of a mu'min is my fault. Zunnun Misri, very great personality of his time, very great wali and saint, once there was a severe drought and people came to him that this is such a severe drought has come and there's no rain and it seems like there's going to be no crops as well now. So now it's the crops that grow and then they are harvested and then stored and the whole year then comes out on that harvest that was stored. Now if there's no harvest, what are you going to store? How the year is going to pass? So make dua that Allah Ta'ala blesses us with rain and we are safe from this situation. So in any case people came, they made this request and they left, they went away. As soon as they left, immediately he started packing his things. He packed his things and he immediately started leaving the town. He took his things along and he started leaving the town. He had barely gone out of the town and the rains came. Now there was a severe drought, there was no rain for a long time and now this person barely leaves the town and the rains come and torrential rains. He is carrying on. He is on his way out. So as he's going, he's leaving, some town person who had been out, he is returning. So he meets him on the way, asks him, where are you going? You got all your things along, where are you heading to? He says, well, the people came and they requested that I must make dua that there should be rain. But immediately I reflected that the rain is being held because of me. I am the reason for the rains being held back. So therefore, as soon as they came with this, I reflected upon myself. I realized that this is my problem. So I immediately left. Now outwardly it might seem, well, perhaps that might have been the case now, that he left the rain came. 
it's not he left the rain came, that as if he was the problem. The problem was others. But his, that height of humility, and that sincere response, Allah Ta'ala had mercy on that, and brought the rain on the people also, despite their problem. But the lesson for us is, he didn't look at anybody else. He looked at himself, my problem. I am the one responsible. It's due to me. Due to me that others are suffering. And that happens. That sometimes one person is responsible for other people's suffering. This is a system of dunya. You might wonder, but now one person did the wrong, why somebody else must suffer? So after all dunya, one person lights a fire, his house gets burned, the neighbor's house gets burned sometimes. I say, but the neighbor is innocent. This is dunya now. One person did something out of neglect, he did something out of wrongdoing, he suffers, others suffer around him. One person is driving recklessly, that reckless driving, he flips his car, not only he gets killed, others get killed also. Oncoming car gets knocked also. So likewise in dunya, sometimes one person does something, others also suffer it. In the time of Hazrat Musa there was a severe drought, Musa took the whole community, thousands of them, went on to the outskirts, made Salat al-Istisqa, people had come and pleaded with him, please, beg Allah Ta'ala to grant us this rain, such a severe drought. So in any case, when they went on the outskirts, Musa then engaged in dua, Allah Ta'ala said, Wahi, that there will be no rain until this one person who is among you does not leave. That for the past 40 years he has been disobeying me. So I will not send the rains. This one person has become the means of the rains being withheld. Musa addressed the entire people and he said to them that look it is somebody among us who for 40 years has been engaging in some sin. And it is due to that sin that now everybody is suffering. So whoever it is, please leave. So that he will leave, the rain will come, everybody else will be relieved of the difficulties. Now Musa made this announcement, nobody woke up. One person who realized who, he, who the reference was to. When he saw nobody else waking up, he was now in a difficult moment. On the one hand, if I don't leave, I'm going to become the means of everybody's suffering. And if I leave, now everybody will see who is this person who created this problem for us. Who is this sinner for 40 years? I will be completely humiliated and disgraced. So now he turned sincerely in his heart to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, while I was disobedient to you, you did not disgrace me. Now I'm turning in repentance to you. And I'm sincerely repenting for the wrong I had done. And he made sincere toba in his heart. And suddenly the rain started coming. Sari Salam turns to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, you said that till this person doesn't leave, no rain will come down. Nobody left. But the rain came. Allah Ta'ala said, I sent it because of the same person. The sincerity of his toba, everybody now has been blessed with rain. Sari Salam asks, Ya Allah, who is this person? Allah Ta'ala says that that sin which he was committing, due to which the rain didn't come, will I now do the same thing? That he was involved in the sin of carrying tails. Now will I also expose him? 
he now repented sincerely, where will I expose him? That even though now this is a moment of repentance, but it will become known who was the person who was sinning. But the lesson for us in this is, that one person's wrongdoing, and this extended period of time, this wrongdoing continued, now finally it came to a peak, it became the means of the whole community suffering. Everybody suffering out of it. This is dunya. So now coming back to that point where we started off on, this aspect of shukar, the reality of shukar. So the first part of the shukar is to genuinely believe deep down in our hearts and acknowledge, I don't deserve one iota of this. And it is not one bit of me or my doing. It's purely the grace of Allah Ta'ala which He has blessed me with without me deserving anything. Then together with this, the aspect of shukr requires that a person then express that gratitude verbally. Manisi must believe this in his heart. That's the essence of it. That he must express it also. Allahumma laka alhamdu wa laka shukr. Alhamdulillah ala ni'mat al-iman. Allah all praise is due to you alone for this bounty of iman. Make shukr on iman. Shukr on Islam. Shukr on the Quran Sharif. Shukr on the tawfiq of performing our salah. Not our doing. We can't do it of our own account. It's Allah Ta'ala's grace. It's His mercy. And therefore a person has to keep begging Allah Ta'ala for this grace. فَمَا تَوْفِيقِ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ That tawfiq that comes only from Allah Ta'ala. That ability to do any good only from Allah Ta'ala. The ability to restrain oneself from some wrong only from Allah Ta'ala. That ability is not anybody's own possession. Allah Ta'ala's gift. Allah Ta'ala's grace. So now, to express that shukr verbally for all the bounties, all the na'mads. And this is such a thing, such a, such a ibadat, that a person can be almost continuously engaged in this ibadat throughout the day. Every now and then, something or the other, alhamdulillah, on it, alhamdulillah, he's expressing the shukr. There are two ibadats which a person can be all the time in one of the two. Shukr and sabr. It's either a moment of something positive or something negative. person woke up in the morning and everything found as was the night before, everything in order, everything in place. But do we say Alhamdulillah? Whereas how many times a person woke up and there was a problem. The person was fast asleep and he didn't realize what happened while he was asleep. Woke up to find things all in disarray. While he was fast asleep, the place was all ransacked. He had no idea what happened. Allah forbid, in places in the world, people went to sleep at night. In the morning when they woke up, they didn't know where they were. The disaster that struck while they were asleep, they didn't know where they finished off. Somebody finished off under rubble. Somebody got washed away somewhere. One person went to some country just recently where there was some disaster. He says he had to check the, the meaning of the word out. The meaning of that word, he never knew that word, never heard it. That the process of liquefaction took place. Now, the person who was taking them is explaining now, even on some relief work, the person is explaining that here, this whole area, liquefaction took place. He said, what is liquefaction? So he checked that word out. So he checked the word out, what the crux of it is, that the ground became liquid. And somebody's house was here, when this whole thing finished off, 
his house was somewhere else. Those houses that got demolished, that collapsed, that's apart from it. Somebody's house was standing. It was still standing. It was somewhere else. It was like something floated away, a few hundred meters away, now just stuck somewhere in some zigzag manner. Can we imagine a person waking up in the morning and everything is in order? We think everything, mashallah, we put such strong foundations. But look at Allah Ta'ala's Qudrat. Allah Ta'ala protect us. The people woke up in the morning, they didn't know where they were. They were in another block. They were streets away. But obviously that too was in a shambles. So now so many things, we wake up in the morning, everything is in order, everything is fine. These are great ibadats. This is a very great ibadat. Sabr and shukr. So now anything, either it's positive, there's something out of place, something is negative. Alhamdulillah on the positive. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun on the negative. A person is constantly in this ibadat. Great ibadat. And this can happen all directly from his heart. There wasn't even any tongue movement, any lip movement from his heart. He's praising Allah Ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. Something that was negative, something that was painful, something that was disturbing. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. All the time this expression of shukr, the expression of sabr. And this keeps taking closer to Allah Taala. Inna Allah ma'asabirin. Allah Taala is with the patient. Now each time he's making this, expressing sabr, he's getting closer to Allah Taala. And the shukr la azizanakum. Allah Taala says, I will increase my nimas upon you. So this verbal expression of that shukr also, and then together with the verbal expression of that shukr, the reality of shukr is that a person submits himself to the benefactor. Who gave this ni'mat to him? Who blessed him with all these bounties? Did this just fall from the sky without the grace of Allah Ta'ala being with it? Did it just come from nowhere? Allah Ta'ala granted it. Allah Ta'ala blessed him. So now he has to submit to Allah Ta'ala. His day, his night, his external, his internal self. Everything now submits to Allah Ta'ala. When he becomes truly grateful, when he is truly grateful, then he'd be grateful for his eyes also. Then those eyes won't look at haram. So how can he look at haram? Because this is something Allah Ta'ala's gift it is. How is he going to use this, misuse it in this manner? And that too in, obviously in the presence of Allah Ta'ala, somebody has given us some expensive gift, now we misuse that gift in that person's presence. Can we imagine how the reaction will be? Sometimes we give one small little gift to somebody, we keep reminding the person. In some way or the other. One person, the whole incident in India, in those days, when there is a wedding, so now the wedding used to happen now, villages from one village to another village, many, many miles away. So now this whole wedding party, the whole procession now would go, and sometimes it will take a couple of days by the time they reach the other place, with their, some on foot and some on the ox wagons and whatever else. So now this groom is also part of the party obviously, but he didn't have anything now. Simple poor people, so he didn't have anything special to wear. Now somebody else in that whole procession, he had one little bit of a new shawl. So somebody, one of the seniors of the family now said, now lend him your shawl, afterwards he'll return it, but at least he, you know, he can see the groom now. So now he lent it. Not that he was too happy to do so, but he lent it. Now they would now move on from place to place, village to village, now moving on, getting to the place. 
So in any case now when they came past the first village, so now this becomes like a big excitement, everybody comes out, what's going on, okay, and they can see now this is a wedding party going. So they say, who's, now the question comes, kiski bharat hai? Simply meaning, who's the groom? So now when they ask, who's the groom? This person who lent the shawl. So he immediately replied, that he's the groom, but the shawl is mine. So in any case now, People all heard it, but now as they moved off again, so some others in the wedding party alongside, some family people, you see, what was the need to mention this? Fine, you want to know who's the groom, you said who's the groom, but now what was the need to mention whose shawl it is? It's okay, very well, you know what you want. As they moved on again, came to another little village, again people got, got around, what's going on, who's, who's the groom? So again this person speaks up, he says, he's the groom, don't ask about the shawl. Now somewhere, somehow, that mention of that shawl must come in because I did some good for somebody. I did some favor to someone. Whereas in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, لَا تُبْطِلُوا صَدَقَاتِكُمْ بِالْمَنِّ وَالْأَذَى Don't destroy your favors to people by giving reminders. By reminding in some way or the other, I did this, I did that. Somehow, somewhere that must come in. What did we really do? When a person has done some favor to somebody, that too he has to recognize it as a favor of Allah Ta'ala upon him. That Allah Ta'ala wanted to bless that person with this ni'mat, with this bounty, but Allah Ta'ala made him the postman and rewarded him for it. That whereas Allah Ta'ala could have given it via anybody, Allah Ta'ala could have given it directly also, in some unseen way, but Allah Ta'ala gave me the opportunity to pass it on and rewarded me for it, something which Allah Ta'ala gave. I'm merely the postman. I'm just merely the courier. I'm just delivering. But I'm getting the reward of giving. Now that's the way to understand it. And a person who has understood that, that even in that act that he did, he will be grateful Allah Ta'ala allowed me to do this. And otherwise, otherwise that every small little bit that he apparently did, that too will always be remembered. Had Luqman the advices that he gave his son, among them on one occasion he said, don't remember your favors to people. And don't forget people's favors to you. Don't ever remember your favors to people. But don't ever forget people's favors to you. At least keep making dua for them. Keep remembering them, saying Jazakallah, making dua for them asking Allah Ta'ala's grace and rahmat for them. But nevertheless, the point here is that if somebody had given us something, and in that person's presence, so we gave somebody something, in our presence that person is misusing it. He's misusing that gift of ours. Will we feel good about it? Will we ever give him any gift again? So when we can't tolerate somebody, our small little things, that they misuse it, they do something that we don't feel good about Allah Ta'ala's gifts, Allah Ta'ala's bounties and na'mads and in the presence of Allah Ta'ala obviously Allah Ta'ala is all knowing, all seeing and then the na'mad of eyes that He blessed us with, that is misused the na'mad of the ears He blessed us with, that is misused the na'mad of the tongue, that is misused the na'mad of the hands and feet, that is misused and the heart which should be filled with the love of Allah Ta'ala filled with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala that heart is being filled with all kinds of evil and filth. 
that heart is kept occupied in all kinds of sin, all kinds of evil thoughts, all kinds of haram fantasizing, all kinds of other thoughts and evils. So when a person is truly grateful to Allah Ta'ala, when the sugar has become alive, then all these bounties of Allah Ta'ala will be used in a way that will please Allah Ta'ala, will earn His pleasure, take us closer to Him. So outwardly this is a very very small ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ But it actually encompasses everything in it. Because a grateful person who is truly grateful will be obedient to Allah Ta'ala. He'll do all what Allah Ta'ala has commanded. He'll stay away from everything Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. Already the whole of deen came away in it. And then the shukr will keep taking him closer to Allah Ta'ala. So the shukr demands that we fulfill all the faraiz also, the wajibat, the sunnah, the muakkada. We try to increase the nawafil as well. When a person is truly grateful to somebody for the favors he's done, he says, anytime, anything you want, and just a call away. Middle of the night, don't worry, you call me. And if the person phones in the middle of the night too, he wakes up happily. Meaning he feels fine, doesn't matter. So likewise the true servants of Allah Ta'ala, whose hearts are filled with the sugar, for them to wake up in the middle of the night to express their gratitude to Allah Ta'ala in tahajjud. That becomes very easy. That becomes very simple. And if not that, then without doubt, that Fajr Salah, Allah Ta'ala gave me this life. Allah Ta'ala allowed me to sleep. How many a person is suffering insomnia? Allah Ta'ala gave me this beautiful night's sleep. So now I got to wake up and now thank Him. The person who is immersed with sugar won't miss his Fajr Salah. The person who is immersed with sugar won't let that business encroach into Zohar. That this is happening because of Allah Ta'ala's grace. Now I'm going to allow this to encroach in His command. That sugar won't allow Him to encroach in that Zohar Salah. Or that Asar Salah. And worse than that, will he allow his entertainment to start encroaching in front of, in place of Maghrib and Isha? There won't be haram entertainment obviously. And even something of relaxation. But that will never come in the way of his ibadat. The way of the faraiz, the wajibat. And sin, sin will be far away from him. So outwardly is just one word. We also keep sometimes, people ask us, how is everything sugar? MashaAllah, that too is good. That the word sugar came. Saying fine, rather than that shukr, shukr is a terminology. So at least that word is there. But now that word must bring along with it the reality. The reality must come alive. And the reality comes alive, the whole of deen will come alive in us. Just one aspect it is shukr. It starts off on these things. Expressing that shukr verbally. Then reminding ourselves, all the time reminding ourselves. I didn't deserve this. This wasn't anything I deserved. Not one iota of my doing. Say it to ourselves. Speak it to ourselves. Not my doing. Allah Ta'ala's grace. I didn't deserve it. Only His mercy and His rahmat. And then, remind ourselves also, that when all this is Allah Ta'ala's grace, it is His mercy, it is His bounty, everything is His favor, what should I be doing? Ask ourselves that question every day. How am I supposed to respond? Now it's the morning, what should, how should I spend this day? Now it's the time of salah, what should I be doing? Allah Ta'ala's command, He is my benefactor. All the bounties are His. What should I be doing now? It's time for whatever other amal. This temptation is there, but Allah Ta'ala's command. How do I respond? What should I be doing? If you bring the shukr alive, inshallah the whole of deen will come alive in us. May Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq. 
Allah Ta'ala make us truly His grateful servants and those who are sincerely immersed in the shukr of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala make us among His two servants at every moment of our lives keep us with iman, take us with iman and raise us on day of qiyamah with iman wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alam inshallah make zikr for a few minutes and we'll watch reporting the hadith sharif to the person who recites la ilaha illallah hundred times daily Allah Ta'ala will cause His face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of qiyamah what this means is inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation Allah Ta'ala will give him the tawfiq of righteous actions and the tawfiq of staying away from wrong and this will become this means of this great honor on the day of qiyamah therefore we should try to make a practice of this that daily in our time and space we recite this karima la ilaha illallah hundred times daily and we make this a very very important part of our amal of the day inshallah La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama Tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل لا إله إلا الله 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 لا إله إلا الله
out of your grace and mercy, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, show your maghfirat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Show your rahmat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we acknowledge whatever is happening is due to our sins, Ya Allah. It is due to our faults, Ya Allah. It is due to our misdeeds, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have been the ones that have done wrong, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive us and forgive the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Grant us in the entire ummah the tawfiq of those a'mal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us in the entire ummah from such a'mal that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us your truly grateful servants, Ya Allah. Make us your sincere servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us your obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, let every, Ya Allah, every paw always be in your obedience, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, let our eyes be forever in your obedience, Ya Allah. Let our tongue be in your obedience, Ya Allah. Let our ears be in your obedience, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of all these organs, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts of all evil, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts from the pride, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts from the malice and greed, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts from the jealousy, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts from the ego, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts from the love of dunya, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts from all the evils, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill our hearts with the love of his Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Grant us a tawfiq of living his Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of the Qur'an Sharif, Ya Allah. Enable us to recite the Qur'an Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Give us a tawfiq of reciting the Qur'an Sharif every day, Ya Allah. Give us a tawfiq of making your zikr daily, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us a tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us a tawfiq of khushu and khudu in every salah, Ya Allah. Grant us such a salah with which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from all the evils and vices, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamira, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us cure from our spiritual ailments, Ya Allah. Grant us cure from our physical ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barkat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram, Ya Allah. Save us from that which is doubtful also, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who have passed away make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Grant them the highest stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Save us from a bad death, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from a bad death, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from a bad death, Ya Allah. Allah, protect our iman at that critical moment, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan at that time, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, it is only with your help that we can be saved, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, take us with iman, Ya Allah. Take us with iman and kabir, Ya Allah. Allah, take us with khatma bil khair, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, give us such a death at that time, Ya Allah. The angels are calling out, Ya ayyatuhat nafsul mutba'inna. ارجعي إلى ربك راضية مرضية فادخلي في عبادي وادخلي جنتي يا الله لا تعلم نسيد السيد الجنتي الله يا الله لا نسيد السيد الجنتي الله نسيد السيد الأنجيلز كمين دارو ديكفن الجنتي الله إلهو العالمين يا الله أوبن أوت السيد الجنتي يا الله close out the seas of Jahannam forever to us, Ya Allah. Bilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, we are too weak, Ya Allah. We can't bear the sun of dunya, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the sun is millions of miles away, Ya Allah. Bilahul Alameen, we can't bear the heat of the sun, Ya Allah. Where are we going to tolerate the heat of Jahannam, Ya Allah? Bilahul Alameen, you save us, Ya Allah. You protect us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the azab of dunya, Ya Allah. Save us from the azab of the qabr, Ya Allah. 